I didn't start blowing up when I started making better music. I started blowing up when I started becoming a better version of myself. I'm telling you. Hello, guys. You're welcome to the Listening Sessions podcast, a show about the music industry, its players, and the game. My name is Obina Agu, music businessman and your host. All right, Listening Sessions podcast, season three. Um, we're here again. My guest today is um, the suavest singer-songwriter and performer in all of the land. And um, indeed a fine gentleman. Please welcome Rick Hassani. <laughs> thank you for having me, man. Appreciate well, man, it. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. You know, I... I I said to my to my guys, I said, look, we need to be ready because this guy strikes me as someone who is going to be here right on time. <laughs> and I wasn't wrong. Yep, yep. I wasn't wrong. That is not artist behavior. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, this, though, I think with me, I, I, I don't like waiting. So, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't do it to somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really don't like waiting. So, that's why I'm always on time. Always on time. Awesome, awesome. Um, I think it only makes sense for us to talk about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, how was 2020 for you? It was, it was great, too. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was all right. You know, most of the time I, I'm at home anyway. So it's just, okay, there were some events that I had to do outside of the country that I couldn't do anymore because mm. of the, the pandemic. But, I mean, it was okay. It was okay. Um, that was when I recorded my album, my sophomore album, The yes. Prince I Became. Um, so yeah, but, but the only thing about, let me, let me say this now, like the, <laughs> the only thing about that album and that period was because we had to stay at home, I was my feelings a lot. <laughs> so a lot of the songs on the album, I very deep for no reason. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's the only downside. I, I, I when you say your, your feelings a lot. I'm just, I'm just thinking because it's like that is your default place. You think about love a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a deep guy. I'm a deep guy. I'm a really it, it deep guy. Is um, is the love theme a hack? Is it a a potent theme in music? Are you more likely to um, make a living and make a hit when it's about love? Yeah. Um. Okay. For a couple of reasons. One. That's what really excites me to talk about. Mm. I like talking about relationships, even just relationships with people, relationship yeah. with God, spirituality. I, I really like talking about this kind of stuff. And two, the biggest songs in the world are love songs. The biggest songs of all time are love songs. You know, so it, it, just, it just makes sense, you know? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, be, before we, man... Rick had, had told me the most beautiful story about his um, parents. Um, it, yeah. that I, I, we're not going to go into all of that. But, um, it, <laughs> no, we had, we had the best conversation before this actual conversation started. I'm e telling you. Exactly. I'm telling you. And I'm always saying, man, we always end up having beautiful conversations before the mic is right? turned on. <laughs> Why? Yo, then Why? you should turn it on. Next time, you should just turn it on. And then yeah. the person walks in, you just start, you know? Exactly. And, and, yeah. and um, I find that 
um, in studios, this also happens. Like, are there times when you feel like the first thing you vibed was just perfect 100%. and it wasn't? 100%. I'll tell so you, what is the solution? I, I don't know. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a story. There's one song I did. The first take I did was the best take and the mic was not on. Hey. I wanted to run mad, bro. Like, he oh. was like, oh, he forgot to turn on, turn on the mic. He thought I was just rehearsing. I'm like, rehearsing? What do you mean? Like, oh, no. I'm telling you. So it always happens. I don't know why. I think there's something about, you know, there's something about on your marks, get set, go. That's just, it just puts a pressure on you in a certain way. That on your mask, I said, go. Say, okay, the mic is on now. Okay, action. It just, it just, uh, it just makes you want to prepare, you know, and put up a wall in some kind of way. And you're, you're thinking about everything you're doing and your mannerisms and this and that, you know. Um, but when you're, you're, you're not thinking about it, that's when you're the freest and that's when you're able to express. That's why people are paid to, to um, perform after on your mask, I said, go. Because it's hard. Yeah. You know I mean? The greatest sp sports guys in the world are the highest paid. They're the ones that can still be free after On Your Max gets set go. When the greatest artists and the greatest performers are the ones that can still be free when they say, okay, start performing. We call on Beyonce. If you can still be free in that moment, that's what, that's what you're paid for. That's genius. It's easy to be free in rehearsal when nobody's watching. Yeah. It's easy to be free in those moments. But when they say action... Now, let's see whether it's real. Let's see whether you can control that freedom. When you can control that freedom, that's the power right there. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Wow. Um, Rick, what does success mean to you? Hmm. <laughs> wow. Um... Why did you ask me? Why did you ask me this question? <laughs> yeah, because, because, man, you are... You are in my eyes, you're you're a success story. You know, yeah. um, this um this is a cutthroat um, yeah. um throat um industry, and um you know it's 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 really um hard to get to this point yeah. where you are Rick Hassani. Yeah. You know, so I, I I just want to know what it feels like or 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 what it means to you. You know, the thing yeah. about success is uh, success is really um a kind of internal freedom hmm. that's what i'd say because i always say this to, to people and to myself yeah i didn't start blowing up when i started making better music i started blowing up when i started becoming a better version of myself i'm telling you like i started blowing up let's say from let's say from gentleman right but before then bro bangers that i've made bro like i've been on tour in malawi i've gone to cameroon before that period and they were all dope songs but gentleman in my opinion at that time was one of my weakest songs but the reason why i feel like it took off was because i was free in that moment i was like you know what let me just sing it how i want it i don't really care if it it doesn't blow up or if it doesn't get me my next malawi concert or whatever let me just do do what i feel like doing and that's how it just took off. So that's why I feel like success really is internal freedom. Hmm. Awesome. Um, don't you think that um, the work you did prior to Gentleman um, helped in some way to um, buoy it onto success? Okay, actually, yes. <sighs> actually, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and, um, now that you have mentioned Malawi, mm. um, I know you have 
said this story a lot of times, but it's still one of the most beautiful music stories I have heard. Mm -hmm. So, um, dance, dance, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Can we start from there? <laughs> Yo. <clears throat> okay, so I made Dance, Dance, Baby, Dance in December 2012. So I made the song, I put it out, nothing happened. I didn't blow, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I went back to just trying to get a job and writing this exam and that exam and trying to work in this bank and that bank for like two years. Hmm. Then about 2014, 2014 December, I got an email from some white guy that said, oh, hello, this is Rikasani. We would like to call you to headline a concert in Malawi. You know, it's, it's um, supported by CNN, supported by the Malawian government. Me, I'm like, see, eh, you cannot scam me. So <laughs> this is a scam. This is stupid. What do you mean? Because I'm an upcoming artist. You want to scam me? I just didn't reply. This January. They sent me again, 2015. Say, sir, we are waiting on you. We need you to headline the concert. I didn't reply. February, we headlined the concert. It's you, it's Uhuru. At the time, Uhuru was like, you know Uhuru now? Yes, no. It was like the biggest thing. Uhuru and Toya Dalazi. Toya Dalazi had just, just won a BET. Toya Dalazi, so we want three of you to headline. It's three days, so you headline the last day. I said, hmm. This one's thing that means stupid. <laughs> like, there's no way that is me. Like, I just didn't believe it. So... Then I said, oh, Rikisani, please, like, we need to um, know the final so we can start booking your flight. Okay, just send us your account number. So now, I didn't believe it, but, I mean, if somebody asks you to send your account number, you send it There's now. Let's just say default, <laughs> even if you're getting married, sir, send your account number, you will send it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just something you do by default, whether you want to or not. So I sent my account number, and they asked me for, like, a sort code or Swift, Swift code something. At that time, I'd never done any international thing before. Swift code, something, something, something. I send them the code. Oh boy, if you see a lot. <laughs> I say, what? This is real. Nami can't reply. The guy says, sir, I'm so sorry. I've been so busy. I've been on tour, you know, in just Spain. And I've just seen it. <laughs> how can we have get this show popping? So that was how they called me uh, for, for the show. And um, sure enough, I went to Malawi. It was only that one song that they knew. So I hmm. sang it eight times on stage and I, and they kept on rocking. So I said, well, you know, um, and that's really, I'm telling you, eight times. And that's that's how from then on, I, that's when I, I took my career. And when I came back, because so so it was when I came back, um, it, the show was, uh, was December 2015. Yeah. So it was when I came back after that show that I now went to the studio and recorded Gentleman. So that's why I say, Take it to Malawi. Yeah. So that's how that now came about. So I recorded Gentleman on uh, December 17th and then released it on December 18th. Lovely, lovely. Um, I remember this song we're talking about, not Gentleman. Um, and it had a video. Yeah, of course, of course. And um, Max shot the video. Max, yes. Max has never been the cheapest guy yeah. to have. Um how were you funding your career at this time? How hmm. did you make that video? Bro. <laughs> okay, how did I make that video? Let me think now. Um, did I make that video? Man, I'm, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh, um, was it? I'm trying to remember who I borrowed money from. <laughs> it's either it's my mom or one guy like this that I met. You know. Um, but yeah, that, that's, I think that's how I shot that video. Yeah, that's how I shot that video. I borrowed the money. I borrowed, yeah. 
from, from <laughs> I can't remember who I'm telling you honestly I cannot remember who what what, remember. what what type of confidence made you do that it, it, it it's got to be something inside of you letting you know you know uh, we, we to shoot that video yeah we can make this thing work not to shoot that video but to even get a loan from from people or from whoever I mean, who did I borrow this money from? I really <clears throat> Okay, um, I don't know. It's just that I really, really wanted to do music at the time. Mm. I really wanted to do music. Then I just, then eh, I had just uh, finished my master's degree, actually. Mm. Yeah, so, and I, I wanted to go and do a PhD, actually. Mm. So, um, it was, so, mm-hmm. so now, <laughs> I've never said this before. <laughs> so now, I was supposed to go back in uh, September, to do the PhD, September 2015, to okay. start my PhD. Um, but um, January 2015, the same year, was when they sent me the email from Malawi to come and do the Malawi, this thing. Yeah. So it was in February that they sent me that alerts mm. from Malawi. <laughs> so before Malawi. So when they sent me the alerts, of course, you know, alerts, PhD. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which one would I do now? So I went for alerts, you know. <laughs> hey, oh boy, see, no, the money they paid me that time. No, but I'm obviously now it's, but then it was like, you, you, hey man, it was a lot of money and it was in dollars. Do you get like, and so th- this is what it was like. I, I headlined the last day of the festival. It's called Lake of Stars. Go check it out. Lake mm. of Stars, Malawi Festival. So the first day was Uhuru. The second day was Toya Dalese. And the last day was Rikasani, bro. Wow. So you can imagine like the, the same money they pay. And Uhuru, there are four of them. So the mm. same money they paid four of them. It's the same, <laughs> they it's the same money they paid me. So wow. um, it was so, it was so incredible. No, but that, that aside, it's not like the money. I mean, like it's just, it's it was just the um, the indication that, uh, man, like this is a real thing now. Like people are actually paying me to come and, and they're trusting me to do this, do this uh, festival. So that means that it's like, I'm really an artist now, you know? So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Wow. So, um, you went there and you discovered Rikasan is huge here. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. It was crazy. Let me tell you. So I get <laughs> I get to the airport. Mm-hmm. So when I get to the airport in Malawi, there is you know when you arrive when you come out to the um, place where you see those taxi guys mm. saying to come and t- take taxi or rent a car or stuff like that. I saw news stations that they were like like Whoa. 50 cameras, news people. So me, I thought it was for somebody else. So I was, I was telling me and my guy, and <laughs> I was telling me and David that we should move out. Let's just shift. So we we're trying to take <laughs> our boxes and move because we thought that it was. But as we were moving, they were also moving with us. So at the point, I'm like, David, wait, wait, wait. Is <laughs> like, is <laughs> like these people are here for us. So David say. Rick, are you sure? I said, and I said, okay, let's move again. We now said, nah, this thing is for us. They, came, they now came closer. Rick is standing like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That was the first time in my life. Like, so it's like, imagine me just being an upcoming, upcoming artist in Nigeria. Nobody knows who I am. I'm going to write exams. I'm queuing up in front of like, um, Elf or, or uh, Chevron trying to like, write this exam for, to, to, to be an employee or a staff. Nobody knows who I am. Don't have any money. All of a sudden, somebody pays me hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands of dollars to come and pay, sing and headline a concert. And I get to Malawi and there are newscasts and I'm like the actual president or something like. <laughs> it was the, 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 um, the contrast blew my mind. 
blew my mind. Like, it's like I was dropped in the dream, you know? And then it was like, man, you need to see the cars that came to pick me up. And I was just like, wow, like, this is incredible. So then on, it just really changed how I started looking at myself and looking at things. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Wow. <laughs> this is interesting. Insane. I know the funny thing, it still, it still kind of happens a little bit now. Because, oh boy, like, when I go to other countries, bro, hey, <laughs> it's it's on. You know what I mean? Like, um, I go to Colombia, it's insane. I go to Honduras, it's insane. You, you know, and then, um, and then um, it's, it's not as insane in Nigeria. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, the, it's, it still kind of happens. And it's, it's something I'm still working on because I'd really like to be, be just as, as big here. Mm. You are. <laughs> no, but bro, outside Nigeria, it's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm not even trying to... I mean, you can check videos or something. It's just me. I, I hardly... um, I just hardly post all those things. But but yeah, yeah. It's Lovely. Nice. So, um, Rick, for our listeners who don't know this, you were formerly a rapper known as Rico Slim. Um, What prompted the pivot from Rico Slim, the rapper, to Rick Hassani, this suave singer that we know now. Hmm. You know the thing about me rapping? I'd always been a singer. I've always sang. Hmm. I was in the choir when I was six and a half, seven years old. I used to sing soprano in the classical choir. You nice. know, I used to wear a robe and I was in classical choir from, from when I was six till when I was 18. So singing soprano, my voice used to be very high-pitched. So when... You know, when I went to secondary school that time and then everybody's trying to do music, yeah. all the guys were trying to rap because the big artists then were 50 Cent, G-Unit, Eminem, Lloyd Banks, Dr. Dre. So if you're a guy and you're, you want to be an artist, that's who you have to be. You can't be Celine Dion, mm. you know? So I had to learn how to rap just so that, you know, I can be part of the cool guys, you know? So I didn't really know. I had to learn this. It's not something that came naturally to me. I just did it because I was trying to be accepted. But singing always came naturally to me. When it now came down to, when it came down to, okay, Rick, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? I was like, see, let me just sing. Because this singing is what I know how to do. I had to learn how to, I can't keep on faking this thing. You know what I mean? So I just, I just started singing. A lot of people would say, Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sing, I'm a rapper, ton singer. Like, like skills. My friend skills always say, man, like, when I, um, when I rap, like he, like I rap like a rapper, and I, I sing like a singer. I don't sing like a rapper that sings. I sing like a singer. And I was saying that, see, I've been a singer since. You know, I had to learn how to rap. I was rapping like a singer. I was, you know what I mean. Um. So yeah, yeah. That's that's that's. What wow, wow. So um, uh, I'm. You just talked about um, all these interesting <clears throat> locations, places where even a lot of big Afrobeat artists mm. are not being invited to or even celebrated. Um, Honduras, Colombia, Mauritius, uh, you know. And um, in some of these um, locations, you've even had artists cover your songs in French and Portuguese and all of that. Yeah. Do you know why your music is appreciated in these places? <sighs> okay, first of all, it's honestly really God. Honestly, because okay. it doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm not signed to a big label in Colombia. I'm not. So how? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. if you really want to calculate it, it doesn't add up. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really just God. And two, um, from 
honestly, from the start of my of me creating my brand, because this brand, I had to sit down and create this Rick Hassani. Like I had to sit down and create it from from the beginning of me creating this brand. I wanted to be an international artist. Hmm. I was not creating brand so that I can be dragging a co-hotel with anybody. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, honestly. Because at, at that time, I believed that I had tried to break into Nigeria. So I said, let me do it. Maybe the other countries, maybe. Mm. You know? <laughs> I really had tried. Because I'd, I'd, I'd rapped for a very long time. I was a very, in, in some regard, a very prominent rapper. I'd, I'd done, gone on tour with Frank Edwards. I'd done shows rooftop MCs. That's how I met Scales. Like, I was, I was uh, picking up some steam. So, but I just wasn't, just, I wasn't breaking into the Nigerian market. So I said, you know what? Mikai, maybe I can try it another way. So for the longest time, people felt I, I, I wasn't Nigerian. Even sometimes to this day, people think I'm from Kenya or from Malawi or something. That's really how I set the brand from the beginning. So when, People started calling me in Honduras and calling me. I was like, this is God, but still, still on still, this is actually what I wanted. Like, this is how I wanted it to be, you know? So, so yeah, those are the two reasons. Wow. <laughs> um, but you, you, I, I, I see a lot of parallels between startups and um, an artist's career. Uh, you know, they say most startups die within the first five years. Mm. Um, what was the first five years of your career like? And how were you able to um, keep your head above water? Man, again, it's just God, though, because <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, I, I really don't know how. I really I really have no idea. Because those, those, those years, mm. between, you know, squatting in uh, Sam Clef studio, God bless him, Scotting in the Sam Clef studio and going back to Port Harcourt to apply for a job in Access Bank. You know, just I was trying to get because I didn't have any money and the music wasn't picking up. Um, somehow, somehow gentleman happened and it's really just God. I, I really can't say anything, honestly. It's really just God. And a few good people. A few good people. One of my best friends, Sam Eligwe, he's, he's somebody who really put himself he laid himself, he literally laid himself down just so that I can get, get here and continue to be here. So God, God bless Sam Aligo as well. Nice. Uh, um, <clears throat> was this around the time Sammy was making gospel music? Because um, Sam Clef. Sam Clef. Oh, yes. <laughs> this, was, this was just shortly after he had made uh, Simi's album. Oh yeah, remember Simi's first album? Yeah. Oh Gaju. I think that's what it was called. A green, green CD like this. So that was how I met Sam Clef because um Simi went to Covenant University. Okay. I went to Covenant University. So we knew that album from from Covenant University. So I was like, yo, once I graduate, I need to go and work with this guy. And when I graduated, it was when I went to meet Sam Clef. And that was when he started working with Whiskid, Scales, Vector. Um yeah, M Song, the guy called I don't know who M Song is now. So yeah, so I, I was I was there in the studio for many of uh um uh, Don Doll, you know, um Bakuruma, you know, um Molowo Noni. I was in the video for Molowo Noni. Oh, are you there? Yeah, I was in the video for Molowo Noni. I love uh, those songs. I, I was I was right there, yeah. So uh, um seeing um Wheezy is like on a whole new hmm. tip now. Oh boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's incredible, oh bro. Did you did you did you think it was going to be that huge of course, at the time? Of course. Hmm. Whiskey. 
this thing, whiskey has known all these things since. Then we used to call him prophet. Or we used to call him old man. Yes, old man. If, uh, if, if Sam Clef will watch this interview, he'll tell you the same thing. We used to call him old man. Hmm. Things that whiskey used to see with his mouth. You guys have not seen anything. That's why whenever, um, <laughs> whenever I uh, see, maybe see people come for whiskey, just look like people don't see. Whiskey is not a human being. He's not, I'm telling you, he has, he has uh, known who he was long before he became who we are seeing now. I'm telling you, he has known all these things since. Very, very, uh, he's just, uh, it's just his spirits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, and that's why um, he's very relaxed. If you see him, he's very, he does, it's like nothing bothers and nothing actually bothers him because it's like he has, underst- he has reached a, a kind of realization about who he is. And he knows now that nothing can change who he is and who he'll become. So he's relaxed. It's just like now, eh? If person can't tell you now who you're going to become, and then you you find out that you you become one kind of Elon Musk kind of Jay Z kind of guy, you go relax now. Of course, person go yabby yourself because you laugh. Yeah, this, well, this, this one, I know, know how it ends. You understand? You say you're a bastard, you're That's how uh, to re- that's that's where whiskey reach, reached since that. This is uh 2009, oh. Yeah, this 2009. Even before he did Dondo, before he did those songs. So, it's, it's really, um, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. No, it's beautiful to see. Ah, bro. Um, um, does, it, how, does it make you feel some type of way that um, people might feel like um, Afrobeat is, or that Afrobeat is like the music of Nigeria, knowing that um, we have Brimo, we have SDC, we have Rika Sani, we have all these other people. You know, it's a, it's... no, but Afrobeats is the music of Nigeria. Like it's it's the biggest, it's the most influential. I mean, from times of Fela, come on, man. It's, Sometimes it can feel like it's the only thing. Yeah, but yeah, but um, there are, there are other types. You know what I mean? There there are other types of uh, there's Afro R and B, there's me. You know, like mm-hmm. um, so we're we're all just trying to make variants of Afrobeat. Even all the other extra styles are really from Afrobeats. All the styles have Afrobeats inside of yeah. them. You know what I mean? So um, I, I don't mind it at all. You know, I don't mind it at all. So, it doesn't bother me at all. Okay, so do you find yourself under pressure to make um, Afrobeats music? And would it be such a bad thing if you did? I actually have made Afrobeats. There's a song I have called Here with Ricardo Banks. It's actually Afrobeats. Um, but why I don't feel the pressure is because I, I, I don't know how to make Afrobeats as well as I know how to make Afro R&B. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I'm still learning how to make Afrobeat. The artists that can make Afrobeats, they cannot make Afro R&B. Put them in the studio with me, they know, now they're end. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they're not going to know how to do them the way I go do them. Yes. You know, and vice versa, to put me in the studio with them, I'm waiting I want to sing. You know what I mean? You know, so, um, I'm still learning how to make. Honestly, I'm really learning how to make um, Afrobeats. But for now, what I know how to do best, bro, R&B. Put me, put me in a room. I'll, I'll sing anybody. R&B. I'll, I'll sing anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> still on um, these um, genres, um, and especially the way they are in Nigeria, 
isn't the level of recognition you get to be expected for an artist who's not um, quite in the pop mainstream? Hmm. You know the funny thing about this thing, bro? The kind of music I make after R&B, there was a time it was the biggest music in Nigeria. There was a time when You're Not the Girl I Used to Know was the biggest song in Nigeria. Yes. And that's a ballad. That's exactly. R&B. Exactly. Olufumi is R&B. Angel of my life. Yes. R&B. Yes. You know, so um, there, there can be a time. There, I'm, I'm pushing to become that one guy that brings that vibe back. You know, I was even speaking with Paul Play actually like i want to bring this vibe back like how do you guys do it like i'm, I'm telling darius like how bro how did you guys do this thing like because i really want to bring it back um and i i, I pray that there are a couple of us who are trying you know yeah, yeah. Uh, like for example i'm so in love with tja and his voice is so incredible we haven't heard from him from him in a while yeah you know i hope he comes back sooner but there, there are a couple of us that are trying to mm -hmm. bring that r&b back i just hope that god allows me to be one of those guys that brings that Olufumi angel of my life vibe yeah. back. I'd, I'd be very, very happy. You're, you're, you're well on your way. I know that um, eventually you're going to, I mean... Thank you. You, 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 you will, you will. I know that for sure. I know Thank that you. for sure. So, um, Rick, um, Tega, of, um, CEO of Maven Records, was on the podcast recently and... He said something I'd like to quote. Mm. He said, niche artistry gone in for mainstream success. Is that the way you look at your career too? Or is it possible? Here's the thing, right? I've not really seen myself as a niche artist. Okay. okay. I don't think I'm a niche artist. How am I a niche artist? I'm, there are a few people that like my work, but it's, it's growing every day. Um, so I'm, I'm not a niche artist. I'm an, I'm an artist. I'm, I'm Rick Asani. Like, you know, all the A-list artists, they all have their difference in a way. Hey, I have my own difference in a, in a way. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're niche artists. There are some artists that, like, for example, I feel that uh, there's just some kind of niche, there's some kind of niche artists that I like, just see around. I'm not trying to put anybody in a box, so, but yeah. you, you know what I mean. Yes, yes, I'm, yes. I'm not really a niche. Like, that's not how you see yourself. No, you're, I you're, don't see myself like that, though. It's a marketplace because and I'm on, everybody's I'm on, come out I'm on songs. I, okay. Niche artists, eh, they, they, can, they operate best when they're in a, in a particular place and they have their kind of fans and they all, you know, just alike and, you know, the whole mm -hmm, old mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's niche artists. But you can put me anywhere. I sing reggae. I sing this. I sing... You put me on the song with Peruzzi. Put me in the song with Ricardo Banks. Put me in the song with Waje. We could still use vocals, kill ourselves. <laughs> Put me in the gospel song with Frank Edwards. I'm there. And you've had songs with Olamide. Olamide. Hmm. Files. Hmm. Put me on the put me on the, I've had a rap song with Bejeleki. So you can put me in the room with Paul and we go rap our face through it. Nobody could talk, say I'm a niche artist. I'm Rick Hassani. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm not a niche artist, bro. Lovely. I don't see myself like that. Lovely. I I, I like that. And, I like and and people after this interview, people should go and check it out. I have song, songs with Peruzzi. Go check it out. It's it's a song. It's not a niche artist trying to do a song with. It's a jam. I have a song with Ricardo Banks. Jam. I have a song with Ajebo Hustlers, bro. Mm -hmm. Niche artists don't do songs with Ajebo Hustlers. True. You know what I mean? Like, True. So, so that's the thing. 
Lovely, lovely. So um, <laughs> you you talking about Ajabo Hustlers. Um, PHCT has been a major talent pool for the uh, music industry, producing quite a few megastars in the last couple uh, decades and and um, and um, much <laughs> earlier, of which you are one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, what is it about the city that makes it such a fertile ground for creativity? We have drive. Hmm. Telling you, serious drive. See. We have serious more drive than any other. I'm telling you, hmm. the only problem we say that drive eh, if that's everybody has drive. So now why people hear the jam where we're for Potakot? Hmm. That's the truth. Lagos or maybe other places now, the lead singer knows his place. The backup singer knows saying how backup in they do. When he's in that situation, I'm a backup singer. This is my lead singer. Hmm. But you see, Potakots, <laughs> that's the backup singer is his own lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> the backup singer that is supposed to sing auto is sing, his auto is the main is the song in his mind. He's the lead singer, the soprano. So that's why he has to always jam there. You know what I mean? But now with maturity, you know artists are learning how to. That's why for a long time, from Potakot, it's just be only one artist could just blow, then. The one, you know, because there was no camaraderie. Yeah. For the longest time, if you're not Duncan Mighty, you are not from Potako. You know what I mean? Or if you're not Timaya. But now, all of us can exist. <clears throat> Burner Boy, Omale, Ajebo Hostas, Pretty, Pretty Boy Do, Rikasani. All of us now, they exist. Pretty Boy Do is PH. I know. Oh! <clears throat> they didn't know. Uh-huh. Um, Wonder Banton. You know Wonder Banton? Yeah, 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 yeah. Heard of him. So now, so that's Amale. why, uh, that's why um, a lot of us now are are because we're, we're we're trying to fix that thing. Yeah. Because the ego for the 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 drive there plenty. Oh, uh, the drive there plenty, and you guys have not seen it. Patakot, no worry. Now that we we are figuring out how to coexist, so mm. now problem with it. <laughs> problem with it. Talking about this PH doggedness and drive. Um, <clears throat> What are some of the craziest things you have done in a bit to get ahead? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I I had I opened multiple social media accounts. <laughs> I had like twenty <laughs> from uh, just um, Ella boobs, you know, like maybe a hot girl with boobs. Say hi, I'm Ella boobs. Oh, I'm Sheila. Turn me on or something like. I opened 20 of I feel so ashamed of myself, but I opened 20 of those, like at least 20. You know what I used to do? I wake up every morning and I would maybe um, tweet at, now then Twitter was still, you know, mm. I would tweet at Rugged Man and I'll say, hello Rugged Man, do you know Rikasani? So I'll tweet that every hour. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Do you know Rikasani? So them, Rogan and Madison, they're going to try from superstars. They won't reply. But then they know the name. So then Tinsel was so big. So Gideon Okeke was a big... He doesn't know this to this day. Gideon Okeke was big, one of the biggest people. So I used to tweet him too. Do you know Rikasani? 
It was so I, I can't remember what artist. I think maybe Weird MC or someone say, Who is this Rick Asani? You're always tweeting me about what's your product? I will block you. You know, and then they'll block me on one of my 20 accounts and I'll use the remaining 19. <laughs> do you know Rick Asani? <laughs> I wanted it to bank you. No, me and Banky are very good friends. I said, Banky, do you know Rick Asani? So it was I I, and I had a friend, Laura, who was um a red carpet host. Hmm. So she was going to, she was about to um interview Gideon Okiki. So she calls me. She was like, I was like, hey, what's up? She's like, you should wake up. She's about to interview Gideon Kiki that, you know, he's my friend or something, but she doesn't know he's not my friend. I mm. didn't know him at the time. Mm. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, you know what? Just ask him, ask him if he knows me. Just ask him about, about me. And this was on live television. I think it was AMVZ or something. Hmm. AMVZ or something. She was like, oh, how are you doing? Then she said, okay, so what about Rikasani? Do, do you know Rikasani? How are you? How are you? So, so how are you guys doing? He was like, Rikasani, Rikasani. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I know that guy. Such a great guy. What, what is he doing? He's a singer, singer, singer. He's such a good singer. Wow, I love such a great. She was like, Polish guy. Yeah, yeah, Polish guy. Great guy. I said, Yes, great guy. You know, Rikasani. So incredible. And this guy had no idea who he was. But he just knew that he knew the name because for the past four months, hmm. every day, I've been tweeting at him saying, Do you know Rikasani? Wow. And that's why a lot of people know my name, but they don't really know what I look like. Do you know? A lot of people in Nigeria. <clears throat> if you say Rikasan, Rikasan, ah, I know yes. that guy. I know, I'm Rikasan, I know him now. I know him. Know How do you know him? You don't really know him. <laughs> but you just don't say you know him. So those are, those are the craziest, craziest things that I, that I did. I used to be, I tweet, ah, I tweet everybody. That's even how I got um, MI to, to want to sign me. You know, I'll tweet at MI and tweet. Say, hello, my name is Rikasani. I'm a singer, songwriter, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. So, um, now, we hear that um, we have close to 40,000 songs being released daily. Um, it means that um, it's a tougher job for artists to get themselves out there. Uh, what can they do? My brother, it's just to pray. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's only God that can, there's nothing God cannot do. <laughs> oh boy, bro. See, yeah, I'm not gonna lie for you. <laughs> even me, even to this point, there's just so many new artists now. They are so good. Sometimes I go to this studio. I just play home. What can I go sing now? <laughs> I'm telling you. What can I go sing now? Because it's like, for me, who is like a real vocalist, right? Now, the popping style now is that you're, it's like you're gimmicking vocalization. You're not really singing. Hmm. That's how people sing now. That's what is it. That's what that's what is vocals now. Do you know? Wow. No, no, no disrespect. To, I mean, this is also a, a solid um uh because music is art, right? There was there was a time when a painting had to be as precise as a Mona Lisa. Then there was also a time when a painting, if you can you can just scatter it, just scatter it anyhow. And oh my god, it's art. You know what I mean? So I feel like I feel like music has gotten to that place where before it used to be, I believe in you and me. I believe that we could be. Like that was singing, right? Mm. But now it's... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's beautiful. You know? So it's, it's so hard for me now because to me, that's gimmicky. You're not singing now. You're not projecting you're not using your head voice you're not using your falsetto you're not using you just you know so it's um it's so it's so uh, hard for me now so I'm, I'm still trying to, to figure figure it out because 
if I come with my vocals now, you will be like, why is this guy singing like this? This guy is old school. He's old school. But I can't, I cannot bring myself to sing like this because to from my own generation, like it's it's gimmicky. I, I'm a trained singer, like yeah. sulfur notation in the choir since I was six years old. How do you expect me to be doing <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Which is pretty much the same thing with Wait, but, but the type of rap now. that you were doing and what um the Migos are doing now. Some people might feel like, uh You what, understand that kind of thing. You, now you know how Jay-Z felt now. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, bro, I rap. I really rap. And y'all just coming out here doing all these things, but I really rap, you know? <laughs> so it's like, what's he going to do? But luckily for me, at least I've been able to in in my time when you know vocals were still you know mm. you know I've I've been able to make a kind of mark that okay you know you know reconstruct but for for a lot of vocalists now they are displaced bro they don't know what to do again now they cannot come out now because it is is gimmicks is gimmicky vocalization now that but they are not gimmicky vo- vo- vocal vo- they are real vocalists so it's hard for them now hard for them wow. Imagine, bro, imagine if, okay, well, let me not say, because gen, gen, I believe Gentleman is a classic song, it's a timeless song. It is. If it came out today, it's still going to be a smash. It is. You know what I mean? But a lot of other songs that, I, that I've done, if they came out now, it's, it won't go anywhere. That's why I'm so, the, the, even with Thunder Fire You, the reason why it took off so much, aside the musicality of it, yeah. is the, the idea the story. Yes. It's like, oh my God, don't feel like nobody has ever... The relatability The relatability. That's yeah. what blew the song up. Because I'm really singing. The love I gave you. I'm really singing. You know, it's not gimmicks, you know, but yes. if I didn't have that story, it would have been like, what's, what's, what's this guy singing? Why is, why is he singing? He should just give us one vibe. Let's just, let's just vibe. You know? <laughs> now na, na vibe, now nah, people, they do. Now vibe. <laughs> so, um, talking about um, Thunder Fire You, you have now joined the um, elite group of artists who have um, had their songs banned in Nigeria. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Such a blessing. <laughs> I was so happy. Like, <laughs> I've made it. What, what, what impact did the band have on the songs? Honestly, success? honestly, um... <laughs> It had both good and bad impact. Hmm. I'll start with the good impact. Okay. It made the song more known quicker. Not more known, hmm. just more known quicker. Yeah. That song would have been known either way. It would have taken a little more time. Come on, it's Thunderfire. Who would not want to play? Who <laughs> Like, there's nowhere you play that song. People won't be like, what song is that? At the this, point, this your nowhere. album art became... Um, the symbol uh, for, yeah, it became the symbol for Thunderfire. <laughs> so EF, EFCC, is that EFCC? Is that uh, NBC. NBC, sorry. <laughs> NBC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, NBC, some people will say, oh, NBC made the song more popular. No, it just made it popular quicker. If NBC hadn't banned that song, it would have gone number one. I've never had a number one. That I was gunning for. I, I literally said, we sat and I said, Thunder Fire is going to go number one because I've never had a number one song hmm. in the country. If they didn't ban that song, it would have been because radio stations ate it up. They were playing it back. The minute, the minute I dropped that song, ha, 
they were playing it back to back to back because it's such a great way to start your show as an OAP. Mm. It's a conversation <laughs> starter. It's a if if you if, if you come to work that day as an OAP, you don't know what to say. If you play that song, you're gonna have something to say. And if you want people to call your station, if you play that song, they must call you and say, "What song is that?" Oh, well, in fact, that song reminded me of my ex boyfriend. And before you know it, you have a hot radio show. Yeah. So every I was getting tweets. Everybody was playing that song, and if they kept on playing it more people would have shazam the song they want to know what true, song it is true, the shazam true. numbers would have gone up and the general numbers would have gone up and it would have gone to number one for sure because for like almost three weeks it was the most talked about song bro everybody was talking about oh it. no i remember in I offices in everybody was talking on about social it on media the, yeah uh, it was a huge 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 topic like man some people were saying it's, it's such a vile song. Some people were saying it's such a... Day. You know, I'd never had that kind of uh, engagement before. So that's the bad side. If mm. they didn't ban that song, bro, I would have had my number one. And I, and I saw it going up and it stopped at number 12 or so. I was like, ah. Oh. Hmm. I would have had my number one song. Cause there was, and then there was no other song or no other thing out at that time that was really that... Um, yeah. It was just a very inciting song, you know? Yes, yes. Totally. I, I, I remember that. And... um. This same period, I remember on Twitter, someone said um, some not so flattering things about the song. And um, the way you, your feedback, the way you took it, your comment, had everybody like this. (laughs) I loved it. I was impressed too. You know, so. um, (laughs) But it was was real. That was a real... There were a couple of clapbacks. Which particular was it? Uh, there was one about um, the most famous famous one. I think is about a lawyer. There was a lawyer. Yes, yes. There was a lawyer, and you, you, you just um, you know, I wouldn't even say a clapback, but you were just you said this yeah, is but who the, I am. Message, this is yeah, it, the this message was that, in, this is, the message know? was insulting, actually. Yes, yes. But but here's the thing about um, in um, people that that are that insult people. Hmm? He's saying. If you open your mouth and your mouth smells like uh, shit, it smells like shit. That means you, ha- you have shit inside of you. <laughs> so it, it's, it has nothing to do with me. It's, it's not me. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how you re- express yourself. That's just how... He, you know, to him, it wasn't even insulting. You know? He was like, it's not insulting. I was just saying, but in my mind, I'm like, you know, so I'm not going to fault you. For, I don't know your own experiences growing up. I come from a very respectful household. Very respectful. So it would be very hard for me to be, it's very hard for me to be disrespectful. I, I Sometimes I try, you know, because I don't know how to be like that. Him, he has his own experiences. So I'm not going to reply him in, in a disrespectful way. I don't even know how to be like that. So I'll reply him in the way that I know how to. Like, more, bro, like, it's not that deep. Like, this is a song. I feel the song is genius. You can go and check out other of my songs if you like them. But to say this song is not genius, I don't, I don't think so. I think I said something like that. Yes, yes. And people were yes, like, "Oh, you're yes. so calm. You're so what, what's what's his comments going to do to me?" That's you know, I I don't know. We could be very good friends. I don't know him, so why will I go and be you know throwing punch? And it's also a thing of self awareness. It's like the whiskey thing. Mm. I'm really at the point where, to some extent, I really know who I am. There's, there's not much that can touch me anymore. I'm serious. There's, there's not, there's not much that can really touch me. There's not much that will be said to me that will make me feel less of. Yeah. 
it, I will just laugh. You know what I mean? So, Is there something about that whole situation that um, artists can learn about um, feedback? Honestly, I feel like all those feedback things, it also comes from insecurity. Hmm. It comes from insecurity. It's like um, there was one time somebody was telling me, somebody, um, I think Instablock. Okay, so I, 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 I have a Porsche. So Instablock <laughs> somehow got the news. I, I've had this car for the longest time. So somehow Instablock got the news and they put it, oh my, Enrique Sani has a Porsche, blah, blah, blah. So some people were like commenting and saying stuff like, where did he get the money from? What kind of song is he singing? Is he just come on thunder fire and nobody knows better? It's funny to me. How will it offend me? Since 2014, I've been doing concerts in Malawi. I've been going to Honduras. I've been going to... How was So you, Yabimi, will it now take away my Porsche? It won't. What will it do? So it's funny to me. It's when, when you already know who you are, eh? Lots of things are just funny. The guy was saying, in fact, one person is he, he's so broke. He said, I'm not broke now. So <laughs> how will it like so you saying these things about how will it make me feel? It's like me coming to tell you, you are you are mad. I saw your yellow water bottle yesterday. Stupid boy, stupid boy, yellow water bottle, yellow water bottle. You know that you don't have a yellow water bottle. <laughs> you go follow and drag. No need. You don't even have a yellow water. What are you? You could just laugh, say, this guy is just funny. You even <laughs> hug him. <laughs> so that's how I honestly have just been laughing. If you see me online, it's so funny. A lot of things are so funny to me and I, I don't mind. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Yeah, so it's really just knowing who you are. Just just know, what, see, just know who you are. Even, even, um, in my past, a lot of small, small, funny, funny quarrels. I just realized that it was it wasn't even them. It was just my own insecurity. Mm. If to say I really be know who I be, eh, that's enough for be anything. Enough for reach anything. We think me that mm. I can't follow person they jag with as who as what. You know what I mean? So it's just I didn't know who I was. So now I don't study who I be, bro. It's very hard to shake me. Very, very, very hard. Nothing, nothing moves me again. Lovely. Um, still on your self mastery. Um, you said an Oprah Winfrey quote changed your life. Mm -hmm. um, this is the quote. The greatest of people are those that align their personality with their purpose. Mm -hmm. What did the quote mean to you at the time? Uh, the first, well, first time? of all, speaking of Oprah Winfrey, me and Oprah are in the same sentence. Let me just say the same sentence. Let me not say <laughs> Because I, I, did a, I did a soundtrack for David Oyelowo's movie. Yeah, I and, was uh, coming to that. She, yeah, <laughs> she was... She was uh, <laughs> funny thing. So when they sent the... Um, <laughs> Because of course they sent down some money and stuff, so the money had her name there. So, um, the, you don't chop money so for this game. <laughs> so the, the bank, the bank was like, "Hello," <laughs> and the manager come and say, "I saw one. That's what do you say that you are doing? What's your?" Because <laughs> I mean, when you're in your bank and you see the name, they're like, you know. So yeah, um, so yeah, that that was uh, that was pretty incredible. Um, big shout out to, to David Oyelowo, mm. great friend of mine. That was God again. I don't know how that happened. All God. Um, so yeah, that that quote changed yeah. my life, and that was the quote that actually prompted me to actually stop rapping and just get on with my singing. Oh, okay. Because the, look at me now; I'm a very soft, gentle guy. Yes, I look like a gentle guy. I sound like a gentle. I'm from a gentle home. Like, why am I rapping? Who am I rapping about? You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's uh, it's such a contrast in personality. 
ra a rapper, you have to have your bravado. You have to have it. I'm the best in the room when I come through. That's you have to have that courage. You know what I mean? Because rapping is you're speaking and inciting people to do things. You're just speaking, so you have to have confidence. You know, at least if he's singing, they can be incited by. Oh, I love how his voice sounds. Mm. But rap, it has to be what you are saying that is making people like you. So if you don't know <laughs> what you are saying, you have to be very confident. So I'm not, my, my strength is not confidence. My strength is vulnerability. That's my strength, that I'm vulnerable, that I say, baby, I love you. I will die for you. It's that vulnerability that is my strength. So hmm. that's the complete contrast in a rapper. A rapper cannot be vulnerable. You have to be confident. Even in your vulnerable moments, you are still confident. <laughs> think, think about it. All the greatest rappers of all time are very confident people. Jay-Z, Drake, mm. Kendrick Lamar. I'm the best you've ever seen. Now, why rap? They always, they always battle themselves because they feel like they're confident. <laughs> but my own power is in my vulnerability. So, between singing and rapping, you can express vulnerability, vulnerability through singing. So that's why I said, oh boy, this rapping thing is not me. My power is in vulnerability. Let me express it through music. Let me express it in the tone of my voice. Oh, I love how he sings. Anytime he sings, it just makes me, oh, I just, not the thing. That, that's my power. You know what I mean? So, so it's just, it just boils down to aligning your personality with your purpose. That way, you constantly live in your purpose because it's your personality. Is how you are. Yeah. So you always live in your purpose. Don't you want to live in your purpose? You want to live in the way we say, you don't know how they go. You understand? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, Rick, anybody who knows you at some point must have been impressed by your courage, your, mm. your dressing, your look, your, you know, like I said, you're suave, mm -hmm. you know? So um, you have a very distinct brand image. How useful has your image been to your career? Shall I, shall I tell you why um, my image is this way? And I've never ever said this before. I am this way because of my father. Hmm. I have so much respect for my father. God bless his soul, I lost him in February. So much respect. My dad carried himself with so much respect. There's nobody that didn't respect my dad. Even those that didn't like him. They respected him. Because he always carried himself so well. I will be a mad person to disrespect my dad. So if I'm carrying myself well, my brother, it's not because of anybody. If I'm comporting myself well, it's not because I want to blow. It's not because I want this person to like me or I want that person to, to think that oh, I want uh, Don Jazzy to... I'm doing it because of my father. I'm, I'm, I, I, see, I, I hold on to my respect so tight. Nothing can cost me my respect. If it will cost me my respect, I will not do it just because of my father. My father worked very hard and I saw him work very hard to maintain that respect. Ah! He turned down a lot of things that would have brought him a lot of money. He turned down a lot of places and just arrangements that would have disrespected him small, but it would have given him risks. He turned all of them down just so he can keep that respect and keep that his name, which as a man, I now carry. So for me to see my father work that hard, to his dying bed 
and now come and disrespect myself because I want to sing. No. You're going to have to kill me first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Let me tell you. Sometimes I go for shows. If you spell my name wrong, I will, I will go. It's not a thing of pride. It's just I come for a show. You spell instead of Rikasani, R-I-C-H-A-S-S-A-N-I. You just spell it with two I's or three N or with a K. Sorry, but this is my name. If you can't spell my name, I can't be here. You don't regard me enough. Like, if, if you carry money, pay Beyonce for sure. You go spend nonsense for her name. For what? If you carry $1 million, $2 million, with all the respect where you get for... Eh? You go look that flyer 16 times before mm. you release the flyer as a show promoter because of the respect you have for her. So if you just pay me, pay me, pay me, pay me money, just so, so write my name anyhow, Please, I can't, I can't, let me just respect myself. Let me, let me wait till I earn your respect. Then I, then I will come to your show. Please, just take the money back. I've done it many times, oh bro. Even times when I did, that's, I broke. I broke. Then pay me one, can you be like, this is way back then. Maybe like 400k. Brother, I've returned 400k before. Because I, I went for the sound check. They spelled my name wrong. I went for the sound check. I was there on time. And I'm always on time. Mm. I was there on time. I waited for hours for them to set it up. Waiting there, some other popular artist just comes. And I'm telling them, how far when did the sound check come? They say, oh, we're coming. Just wait, wait, wait. Another more popular artist just comes and they just let him through and just go. He's more popular than me, yes. But respect me. At least you will have come to say, Merrick, so sorry. Just we know you've been mm. waiting, but mm. let this guy just do because he's trying to catch a flight. Because he's, you know, I get it. He's he, the guy has blown more than me, but still, just respect me. In past, go to Sanchez. I went and met the. Bro I said, my brother, I'm so sorry, but I, I can't do this show. I've been sat here since waiting. You, that means you don't you don't really respect me. And it's okay. I I will work more harder to get to this level so that. But for now, I'm I'm sorry. I can't do this show. I'll return your money. I did. He was telling me, oh, please, he's be so sorry. I said, no, don't worry. I said, no, it's, I said, it's not even, I said, what can he do? I said, it's not even about you. It's me. It's about me. I'm mm. my own. It's not about, you're a great guy. It's about me. Like, I cannot do this show and be distressed. I cannot disrespect. No, I can't. I'm so sorry. I will work harder. Oh boy, I did there. Since they begged me, I did there. Transfer 400,000 back to him. Me and someone legal enter cargo house. Sit down, drink Gary. <laughs> so today, me and that guy, we have gotten like that is something other shows from from him offered mm. at least a million naira. This was at the time when I wasn't. The, I they no bomb me where to charge one million naira that time. Oh. Yes, but because of the respect that he had, because of that thing I did, he said no. This Rikasani no. I know they play with this guy. Before he even he will get one million naira down first. Hmm. So yeah, wow. that's me or my brother. I, I, I cannot. And, and people think, people think eh, that yeah. income um, and respect comes from popularity. It does not too. Respect comes from respect. Income comes from respect. You know, one of the most respected people in the industry is Tubaba. He doesn't have to sing anything because of that respect you have for him. You, you treat him in the way he deserves. Yes. You pay him the money he did, whether he's on the top 10 or not. 
You know what I mean? So there are a lot of people that have come before him that were a lot more popular than him. Didn't they come and go? Respect lasts longer than popularity. I don't mind. I can walk around. I still sometimes I still walk around my area, buy meat, fish here, buy my short knicker, you know, in my Porsche, and go, <laughs> and nobody knows who I am. It's okay. Sometimes I I, I see people, they don't know who I am, but but they respect me because they're like, mm. I like the way they, this guy they carry himself. Ingo be person, Ingo Ingo be person. They will still look at me and they will still treat me in a certain way. It's even later. I had a barber for like I used to go there for like. Almost uh, five months. Never said there. Never went there like I'm a stuff or whatever. Mm. But he just respected me because whenever I went there, I was polite to him, polite to everyone. One day he called me. He said, oh boy, you're, now you be, you be Rikasani. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Like, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, that means he didn't even know who I was, but he, res- he regarded me so much. Mm. Of course, I carried myself with respect and I gave him respect. So now, respect lasts longer and it's worth way more. And it will always be worth way more than popularity. Popular yourself. I don't mind. There are many artists that come there. I don't, you're more popular than me. No problem. Me, I have my respect. I'd rather have 20 people respect me mm. than 20,000 people know me and don't really respect me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> very, very... Very interesting, um, Rick. You, we talk, You just talked about um, the movie, um, the the movie project. The yeah, the Waterman. Um, so I, I, I'm thinking, um, do you think Nollywood is leveraging the global success of our music, of our music properly in pushing their work? You know, I I, I feel like soundtracks should be taken more seriously you know what 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 do you think? i believe so too i believe so too music and movies are, are really hand in hand you know a lot of the times when i'm writing a song i'm thinking about the visual of it like if i'm saying i'm going to meet a girl somewhere or going to meet i'm thinking of like while i'm writing it i'm, I'm seeing it as a movie mm. that's why a lot of musicians make very good actors if you, if you realize but not all actors make good musicians good, yeah <laughs> you know a lot of actors these days start doing music you know um he just said, oh, but he's, he's, he's a musician, he's a rapper, mm, he's a DJ. Sure. You know, so these are things that go really hand in hand. Um, but we'll get there. You know, it's, it's growth now, Shay. There was a yeah. time when the music industry wasn't at this level too. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. took growth. So the the, the 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 movie industry too get to that place where as they're doing their movie, they're like, oh, we need a soundtrack for this. We need to call so-and-so artists. We need to call Rick Asani. We need to call, mm-hmm. you know, Johnny Drill to, to make this, this yeah. song specially for this. Yeah. It's, it's to get there. Yeah, because we, we, we've seen instances where they put out the movie, yeah, it's good, but then the soundtrack ends up being bigger and then ends up throwing the attention back mm-hmm. on the movie. Of course. You know, so it's... It, 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 it's huge. That's even what made, uh, you know, Empire back when it was really hot back in the day. Empire, yes. That's what made it so phenomenal because there was so much music coming out of of, uh, of the movie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Rick, I I had Chama Onuchukwa from TuneCore on the podcast recently and she mentioned how um, you were working with the parent company, Believe. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. On some project mm. uh, what 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 has that working relationship been like 
is mad, though. <laughs> 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 see, these are the things that are like low key popping, and people are asking me, have you know? <laughs> oh boy, let me tell you what happened once. Why am I just spilling so much on, on, on this radio show? Is, is there something in the air that you guys have put? Like, <laughs> no, because you know that it's so a lot of tea. amazing artists coming who need to learn. You need from to learn experience. this thing, I'm telling you. There are there people that really think that I am one of, I'm very, very poor. Because people are like, how is he making his songs? And no, nobody, they really, who they listening? Let me tell you what happened one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to, this was seven months ago. I feel like calling my, my guitarist so that we can just do this thing together. <laughs> seven months ago, I go for a house party. Eh? Just, you know this house party where they are just very woke guys mm. and everything. So I go for a house party. Our music people are inside too. So the so one guy came while we are taking food from the I'll never forget. We're taking food from the buffet that they set up. Mm. The guy comes to me, comes to me, he's like, How is music going? I'm like, ah, it's going well, it's going fine. You know? And he's like, oh, so how are you? How are you really faring? I'm like, sorry. You know, he said, How are you faring? Like, because like when I look at you guys, like you guys are really singing everything, and you guys don't really get enough engagement, and people don't really know you guys. Are, but like, how are you? I mean, like compared to like other artists like Fireboy, you know, and Joe Boy that are doing so well, like how are how are you able to how, how is your income? How are you able to survive? And I said, I said, I looked at him I, and my guitarist burst out laughing because my guitarist is a stupid person. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe and then I just I said, man. I mean, I'm just trying my best, really. It's just God. I just give God all. Like, God is just taking care of me. So, I mean, just try. Just try. Yeah, just try. I say, I will try. So, just try your best. Mm-hmm. And I really just, I just really hope that you guys really just, just get the income that you deserve. Just, I'm just, I hope. I say, yes, I hope. <laughs> I hope. You know? <laughs> so, there are people that really think like that, too. I'm telling you. There are people that really, really think like that. And you see, and I will say this thing again. This is what happened. Um, okay, 2019, I'd come back from a, I'd done 12, from a 12 city tour hmm. in America. I'm, oh, this thing sounds like bragging, but please, I, beg, I, I mean, you're here. I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying, because people need to hear this thing. People it's need to your know life. This, thing. this is, people need to know this thing. I come back from a 12 city tour Honduras, Colombia, New Jersey, um, New York, uh, New Orleans, um, Bogota. Many, many Guatemala, all those those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I come, I come back from the incredible shows, you know, at least like ten thousand people, the big shows, you know. And this is like ten thousand Colombians. It's not like the Nigerian Society mm. of Colombia. <laughs> Colombians are coming out, you know. So I have to sing the Spanish version of the song because mm. it's Colombians. You know what I mean? So I come back and, and I do all those shows. I mean, I just see it as it's work. I still have more work to do. I come back to Nigeria, keep going. So at the time, huge fan of another artist. I, I don't want to call his name now, but a lot of people know. Huge fan of another artist. He went and he did shows. I was like, yo, man, let me see if... Because me, I'm just coming back. So I'm like, let me see if he, he did it in, in places that I recognize. Or maybe mm. in this hall. Or did he do the Aver Center? I did the Aver Center in Houston. Did he do the Aver Center? So I, I go and check. And... It's great. And, and there was so much publicity behind this. Oh, he shuts down this place. He shuts down New York. He shuts down. So me in my mind, I'm like, yo, man, finally this guy's on, you know. I check it. It's just, you know, just smaller venues, you know. Still great. Still eternal. But it was a lot smaller than I expected. So I put out a tweet saying, if you guys are telling this guy's story, I just came back a week ago. Tell mine. 
Tell mine what happened. Because now what you're doing is you're making everybody think that it's only this person that's successful. People that are doing big things. It's only you have to, if you want to blow, you have to do it like this to be successful. Tell mine. I'm not saying tell mine so that I can be more famous. I don't even want my own. I still want to wear my short thing and go and buy what I want to buy. I don't care. I, I, I've told you I don't care about popularity. It's respect. Just respect me. I don't. So I wasn't telling them to. I wasn't saying that to say I want to be more popular. Let people know that I did this show. I hardly even posted it. You know what I mean? I'm just saying tell it so that other people can see that they can also do like me too. It doesn't have to only it's be... possible. Ah, you know what I mean? Because now you just... I see a lot of great vocalists, even better than me. But because they are trying to, they will just be singing in a funny way. And I will call and say, oh boy, why are you singing? Why are you singing like this? Sing normal song now. He's like, ah, but Rick, you know this is what's hot now. Why won't he think that's what's hot now? Because somebody went to uh, this country and did these shows and now you and you've they've publicized it and now you think that that's the only thing you can do hmm. to tell my own story tell everybody's story and then it, it the tweet took a lot of uh, it got a lot of um it when it took a lot of rounds and then it goes back to people yabbing me like oh it's a lie who knows him which country and people were like and those same people will go and check the videos and be like oh okay we didn't know it's true you know but i wasn't lying you know so that's just the thing you know we we are put in this position to 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 have other people come after us so tell everybody's story tell everybody's story even if you are a blogging person that you're you're paid to to hype this guy up mm -hmm. you also have a social responsibility to blog things to people to 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 affect the narrative to change the narrative of the industry you have that power sure. you know so so think about that while you're still taking the money from from the pr companies to promote these artists also remember that you have this social obligation to to help the industry so you have to tell all these stories as well as you're telling the, other kinds of stories hmm. wow Lovely, lovely. So, um, you 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 didn't quite touch on your relationship with Believe, though. Oh yes, <laughs> sorry, we digressed. So, Believe is a uh, is a. I I obviously can't say much about yes, this, but yes, but Believe yes. is a is a parent company to TuneCore. Yeah. You say who that person is? I'm Chamo Nuchuku. She's um head of okay. um TuneCore West and East Africa. How does somebody I should know now? Totally. Man, I feel I, so I, bad. I, I'll put you in touch with. Yes. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah so we work with Believe we've been working with TuneCore for years so TuneCore is just a platform like DistroKid that you can just put your music on so we, we were just doing independent putting our music on TuneCore and it got so you know big yeah. that the parent company was like yo you know like you know they sent us an email like you know we, we can work we would like to work with you we're seeing what you're able to do on do, your own yes so that means if we stand behind you guys, it would even make a bigger splash. So, mm, yeah. And that was so great because now the negotiation was a little different because now they knew that we didn't need, yeah. we didn't need we, like we've done this on our own before. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it again. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. So you guys need to come correct. So yeah, that's, that's what the situation, but believe lovely. incredible company, lovely relationship with them. 
Um, big shout out to Tune Core. They have, they've been a huge part of my career. Nice, nice. Happy to hear that. Um, uh, Rick, I heard you um, somewhere say you um, um, you invited Fireboy over to your studio to write songs with you. Mm-hmm. I I really think that's a dope mentality, you know, um, that whole co-creating thing. What are the gains and challenges of co-writing? Hmm. The gains is just um, you get a lot of different perspectives um, on the music you're making. Hmm. You know, if I was uh, going to write songs that I've written that are just me, it appeals to certain kinds of people. Maybe because of my accent or yeah. the, because I, the way the, I constructed the words mm. or, you know. So now, if you're writing a song and you want to appeal to a lot of people, it's only very, very few times that you can write and it just appeals to everyone all the time. You know what yes. I mean? Like, if you're writing certain kind of songs where you want it to be such a worldwide song and such a song where it can appeal to different people, it's good to have certain kinds of people write certain sides of the, of mm. the music just so that when I enter that flow, when I enter that bounce, yeah. it sounds like, you know, for example, I had um, somebody from, um, from Honduras co-write a song on my album called Rain. You know, so... It just has that um, some some parts of the song have that vibe, so that's yes. why it's just able to work in those areas. Because mm-hmm. like, oh, this this guy is talking like us, oh, so this guy yes. is saying how, you know. So I had to get those writers to just you know to nice. make this kind of song. Nice. So of course it has um, a lot of hu- a lot of huge huge impact. Lovely. So um, um, basically the music is more beautiful when with more perspective. Not really, not really, not really. Okay. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just um, yeah. It's, Man, music is so special that you you never know. Nice. You never know. Lovely. You really never know. Lovely. Um, you put together. You you had this um beautiful show, man. I I I saw the set. I thought it was utterly beautiful, and so many flowers. Um, totally in line <laughs> with the Rick Hassani brand because I could never have imagined. Uh, Rico Slim, the rapper, <laughs> in in that many flowers. Yeah, uh, you know. So, um, you 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 obviously have a great relationship with um Red Bull. Um, how did that working relationship start, and how can artists put themselves in such um brand relationships as well? I mean, it was really just a friend of mine. Um, it was a friend of mine that um I'd known for years. Um. He used to work in uh he was he used to work somewhere else. Um when when we met. Okay. And then he now started working with Red Bull. So it was mm. just a, it was a real thing of, yo man, bro, there's this thing happening. What you think? You know. So that's how that started. So it wasn't really a thing of um I went to Red Bull or okay. Red Bull came to me. It yeah. was really just um I had the, and, and this is the honest truth, man. So mm. people will say it differently, but this is the truth. <laughs> I just had a friend there that we just wanted to look out for me in certain ways and yeah. That's yeah. how that started. But Red Bull is a great company. I mean, with or without me, they'll they'll be what they are. As 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 me too. With or without them, I will yeah, be Rick yeah, Hassani. Yeah. Period. But 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 the the partnership, it's 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 good to see. You know. Yeah, so, it's, it's very. Oh man, yeah. it's really incredible. I just hope they do uh, 
more things like that now with with, with other artists. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, Rick, I've taken so much of your time. Yes, yeah, so because you know, let's, let's, I was watching wrap this up. So, uh, <laughs> uh, by the way, Nicky Jam, mm-hmm. how uh, how how did you get him to be on your record? Man, it was just um. So when I went to Colombia, I, I had uh, my interpreter mm. that followed us around, Chris. Um, at the time, I, I really didn't know who he was like that. Okay. Because, I mean, it's, it's Colombia, you know, mm. so I didn't really know who he was. So yeah. it was Chris that um, sent me a message. He was like, yo, Nicky Jam is playing my song on, I think he was on his boat, you know. When there was a video, he was vibing to the song. Nicky Jam is playing your song. And I'm like, okay, now it's like, who is Nicky Jam? <laughs> he was like, oh my God, it's the biggest, you know, like, so, and then I go and check him out. I'm like, <laughs> this guy is huge He's like huge so i i uh so i post his video and then i just tag him mm. but of course i didn't expect him to reply because i'm like let me just tag him so that people can go to his page and yeah. see who he is and he was like oh my god bro you know you post it i'm like <laughs> you know it's like i love your song so much add me up on whatsapp i'm like <laughs> you know, so we, I don't know what's up, and then ah, that's we dope. just became really good friends. So that's how that happened. That's lovely. That's lovely. So, um, Rick, what is one key insight that you now know, um, about being successful in this industry that you wish you knew much earlier in your career? I wish. I I wish I relaxed a lot more. <sighs> I wish I relaxed a lot more. Um, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that, and I know, which is fact, our lives have already been done. All that is happening to me now, it's already been done. Somewhere in the Bible that says, your life has, it's, it's already been lived. The creator already, has already seen it to the end, the whole thing. So it's just for you to live it for his own pleasure. You know, so I, I wish, because um, then, back in the day, I was very nervous. What if this thing no pop? Oh, I have to. No, I have to do this. I have to. And then anybody that I felt was standing in my way, I'll go change out from and say, no, you have to. <laughs> you know what I mean? But understandably, like they all understood. I was just, you know. But I wish I just relaxed. What, what would really be would really be, you know. So I, I wish I'd, I relaxed a lot more. That's, that's all I would say. Every other thing is secondary. I don't want to start saying, no, I wish I did my song like this. Which the... No, the main cocoa is that if I was relaxed, I would have known how to sing it from the start. I would... If I was relaxed, I wouldn't have tried to rap. Why was I rapping? Hmm. So, it's just... and I, I think that's really, really, really life in general. Yeah. Just relax and commit yourself to, to what you believe in and, and the higher power. Just relax, you know? So, um, does... Does relaxing and committing yourself to this higher power in some way does it not play down on the importance of that actual hard work? No, you could you could still walk. Okay. No, you still walk. It's it's um 
working it um almost there you need to work just to even keep your mind running and keep yourself sane so sometimes work is not really that you want to w- work hard it's just that you have to have something doing what you want to do sleep and wake up every day mm. like you know what i mean there's some there's some p- staff that that will come to me and say okay okay no even pay i just won't give it to they do okay no even just pay myself make i just first get to, get with it they do mm. i'm telling you you sometimes you, your mind has to be running as a human being you know what i mean so that's that's what that's how i work now i just work just to keep 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 my mind running but what will be will already be that's why you see some artists they just be like i just i just walked into the studio and i just came out it was just a hit but some people will tell you oh no you have to be in the studio you have to walk and make sure then what will you tell somebody that can just walk in the studio and just freestyle something and it's just a hit your life is already done if you really believe that it's already lived if you are if you you will be who you will be you know there's nothing that i would have done that would have stopped me from being here i'm telling you i cannot mess my own destiny up i'm not that powerful bro i can't do it <laughs> you know what i mean there's nothing that i would have done that would have stopped me from being here and there's nothing that i would do that will stop me from being where i'll be tomorrow then what's more another person who can do what to me that mean i can't even do it to myself mm. <laughs> understand when you have that realization bro it's not even pride it's just acknowledgement you relax and i feel like this is where whiskey was back in the day i've i've seen him we've stayed together like this before this way he was back in the day if if you were if you're active in the industry that time they always say oh he's so proud he's so proud he's not proud he's not proud at all that's i'll come back and say this guy this guy's not proud what are people saying but people read that self belief mm. and self acknowledgement as pride it's not pride it's just oh, but i know i know who i am oh. anything one anything one i want to do do i could just there they, they relaxed i know what i can take and cannot take or oh, come for x amount i know i'm not taking it i just i don't want i don't feel like you know what i mean na day and say what do you feel like this money i'm even giving you say i know but me i just don't feel like go and kill yourself you know what i mean <laughs> that's really how we skid was before ah no it's very 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 strong man very wonderful spirit i'm telling you spirits wonderful spirits this beyond talent at this point and beyond music Rick, is there something you want to plug? Is there something you want your listeners to know? Is there something in the works? Hmm, Anything? No, me I I, I never I never talk about what I'm about to do. Okay. I only I only talk about what I've done okay. to inspire people. Okay. But I I never talk about what I'm about to do. Okay, all right. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. More wins, more exotic locations, more, <laughs> more man. You, <laughs> thank oh, yes. you so much. Yes, more yes. wins, more money, more Porsches, more oh, hits. Oh yes, yes. So, more hits. Amen. Thank you so amen. much for being on the show. Amen. Thank you. thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I do hope that you have found this episode as useful as I have. Please hit the like button, share and leave a comment on our page to help this podcast touch as many lives as possible. Keep listening. <laughs>